Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Because it is a very fine line. And 
a wavy one at that. And we'll get a little bit more into that today. But let's talk about the black car origins. I'm gonna come over there, sit down, and oh. let's just start chopping it up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let me jump in. We're talking about Birth of a Nation. Have y'all seen Birth of a Nation? Yeah. Or mm. <laughs> who said I'm old enough? Yeah. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Boo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was also my first introduction to Birth of a Nation. Um, I watched Birth of a Nation when I was in community college. I was taking like a film 101 class. Um, because Birth of a Nation is technically the first feature film, like period. Um, it was screened in uh, President Woodrow Wilson's White House, and basically, it's not a what we would consider a horror film today. Um, but if you are, you know what I'm saying, it definitely translates as a horror movie. It depicts um, the villain, the antagonist is a white man in blackface mm -hmm. chasing after a white woman in peril. And guess who happens to save the day at the end? Does anybody know? Ugh, ugh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. correct. And um, that's not the reason why they screened it to us when I was in community college. The reason why they screened it to us is because, you know, it's significance in film history. Not the fact that it's technically the first horror film that really wakes us up and says, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also like to add that of all the things and all the movies they could have made, the first movie they made was that. All the things that happened in history, you could have put on film and you said, you know what we gonna do? Let me get that black paint real quick. Bye. Like, you, that, that was a choice. I just needed to say mm -mm. Yes. Yes. Period. Yes, absolutely. And even the fact that you're bringing it up that they're showing it in the White House. It just shows how this type of messaging is just integrated into our nation's, like what we find acceptable in media, and it sets the tone. You see so much of those trends still show up in media today, and that's frightening. Mm -hmm. Because Birth of a Nation was 1915. Yeah. So it's really scary. Mm -hmm. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> <laughs> after that on our list, we have Son of Ngagi. Um, has anyone seen or heard of Son of Ngagi? Ooh. Oh, let's talk about it. Somebody take the mic away from me. <laughs> I mean, definitely black women in STEM, so definitely check that out because it has a black scientist who's, you know, playing with life and death and, and some of the things that you see show up in those type of movies. So it's a really big deal. And it's definitely on Tubi, so there's no excuse yes. to not see it. Everybody got Tubi. <laughs> Tubi got bought up by them people, but also Tubi is your girl. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She is. she is free. What I really like about Sonny and Gagi, and like a lot of, mm, like none like a lot of movies during that time, um, is you see basically black people just being ourselves. Like there's not no extra dextra. We're just being literally ourselves. Um, a movie that I recently was talking about, um, I think like Miami Fox is streaming it, and usually you can find it, like it's not Sonny and Gagi, but Abby is yeah. another movie. Oh, I go up for Abby. Like. I know it's just like off topic, but just another movie that just shows us just being ourselves, just like straight up ourselves. And if you've never heard of Abby and you're like, girl, what is that? So they tried to bury Abby because they said that Abby was like the exorcist. No, no. I honestly feel like, I'm gonna say it's better than the exorcist, but the premise of Abby, spoiler alert, if you don't wanna hear it, cover your ears. Um, Abby <laughs> is a preacher's wife and she's living her life. You just see, you know, just in a black church, cool and living her life. Um, and she gets possessed by a sex demon. Right, so then we see how that plays out, and this is in the 70s, so you know it's crazy, you got your black exploitation, okay, but it is good. If you've seen Don't Be a Menace, you've seen a clip from Abby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about the back of the, uh, the mail truck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's on Miami Fox, which I think is, uh, what's the girl, Roku, the, one of them Roku channels, mm -hmm. but if you don't have that, you could find it on YouTube. Just, it's always on YouTube. Yeah. 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 A-B-B-Y. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of films like Abby, where uh, we're talking about, you see, this mic is going in and out. Yeah, you see um, like kind of slices of black life. So black people going to church, black people having jobs that are not just blue collar jobs or white collar jobs, where they're going into office, STEM, you know, because you don't usually don't see that. A lot of times you see the way it's depicted. And a lot of these race films from the 40s, 50s, we don't have access to. 
They made hundreds of them, they're lost. But one of them that's really famous is Carmen Jones. Y'all know, da, da, da. Yes, we know that one, but a lot of those films where they're black producers making movies for black audiences. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have all these black movies that were lost because they're outside of the hollow Hollywood system. So they were like, oh, well, we don't give a fuck about these black movies, we're not gonna restore them. Mm -hmm. So that's how they're all like lost, but then you transition from those 1940s where you get to Night of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. where we have white films and that include black people because once they started to integrate, they felt like there was no need for the race films separately because mm -hmm. we were included. The collective. Mm -hmm. Although Night of the Living Dead was a moment. It was. It was, it was a moment. Still a moment. Still the movie. Still everything. Like the remake that came out later. Okay. Yes. Did what it came to do. I'm just glad that my girl was just not like comatose <laughs> the, entire, the entire time that she was actually killing them zombies. But like first seeing that movie as a kid and then as an adult, like it's impactful when you're a child. Um, very poor black household. Like my parents did not shelter us from anything. How could you shelter us from what you see every day? Um, but from a child to an adult, and it really just like sitting and resonated with you. Like as I, I'm like getting teared up now. Like because as I watch it as an adult, I'm getting stressed. I'm like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> and then it just it goes through the credits, and it just makes me think about like stories you hear from your grandparents, depending who you are, your elders who are still alive. Like for some of us who remember in history class when they willing the video down, like. These are people that are still with us. These are things that are still happening. It's not far gone. So seeing this in a zombie film, and I love zombie films, but that sobering moment at the end when you're thinking that he's getting away and they're like, uh-uh, baby, this is another lynching, like you thought it was. It's just, ugh, it really just, it really moves me. Like between that and y'all know, I be, I be crying during Black Blacklist, so lift me up. Can we talk about how at Night of the Living Dead, the ending, people don't want to own that, they just didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. I was like, they knew he was alive. They knew he was fine. Mm -hmm. They did not care. And they're like, no, you're misreading it. I'm like, no, you're you're misreading it. Is it crazy to include a spoiler warning for a film that came out in 1968? <laughs> Is there anyone in the room who has not seen the original Night of the Living It's too yet? late. I'm so sorry. It's, it, <laughs> honey, I'm sorry. It's a great movie. Always I'm sorry. Movie. But for, um, Shorty, who has not seen Night of the Living Dead. Let's tell the story of Dwayne Jones in Night of the Living Dead. So, oh. Mr. George Romero is definitely, was, may he rest in peace, definitely an ally. So, Night of the Living Dead is the first installment that would create Romero zombies. Mm -hmm. Of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, whatever. All of those have stemmed from the brain of George Romero. So when George was casting for this film, the lead is a character named Ben. He was not written black, um, but um, our homeboy, Dwayne Jones, pulls up to absolutely obliterate the, uh, what do you call that, not the interview, audition. the audition. Mm -hmm. um, and there was really no other choice but to cast him. And after the decision was made to cast Dwayne Jones as the lead for Night of the Living Dead, of course, George Romero had no idea how impactful this film would be for the future of horror, for the future of black horror, for the future of zombies, and so on and so forth. Um, something sparked in his brain that said, maybe we can actually say something with this. Maybe we can do a little bit more than just have a zombie movie. We can comment on something, um, which would be civil rights. Um, and even if you haven't seen the film, it's not too late. It still holds strong. Actually, because it's Halloween right now, you might be able to catch a screening on a, on a big screen in some Ooh, theaters. Yeah. I know Nighthawk had it, Metrograph had it, so it's not too late. Um, it's also not a bad idea to watch it at home. Prepare yourself for the ending, but the ending is, is definitely purposeful and uh, means to send a message to people. Yeah. Um, and on that note, then George Romero continued with merging zombies and um, typical American issues that we deal with. So we move on to uh, Dawn of the Dead. We have a similar theme. Instead of we're talking about um, race, now we're talking about uh, class differences and consumerism, um, stuff like that. But Dwayne Jones being cast in Night of the Living Dead was the catalyst for all of that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely a film um, that our people and like-minded people should and do hold very dearly. Yeah. yeah. And even some of the unofficial sequels, like Zombie 2 or Zombie, Ooh, yes. like some of that um, ideology accidentally shows up in that because 
we see voodoo not just per, um, portrayed as just a negative force, but something that you get what you get out of it. It's based on the, uh, the practitioner who's wielding it. And I think that Zombie 2 gets buried because it's unofficial. It's not technically a sequel to the original series. So, um, But I don't know. I'm kind of antsy to jump in uh, Blackula a little bit. Let's yes, please. You know, I'm always like... Okay, <laughs> let's jump. Let's jump. Go ahead. Take it away. And the funny thing about Blackula is, you know, we've talked about it so many times on different panels. And each time I go back and see it, I feel like y'all can relate to this. You just see different layers. Like... Vampire versus the Bronx actually shares some themes with this movie in a way that I never realized when we talked about it in the past because Blackula comes into this area like Kat was talking about that just has black joy. Mm -hmm. You see people in their community in a safe space just enjoying their lives and Blackula being a scourge to that experience is because he has been bitten by Dracula. So it's almost like an undertone for colonialism, uh -huh. like there was something that happened to him that makes him a danger to his own community. And there's something about the story that just feels gothic. Uh -huh. And then there was like this splash that happened around that time because at 1973, when Scream Black and the Scream came out, right? That's when we also get Ganja and Hatch, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And Dwayne was in that one as well. And then that's also when the original Blade was made. And so it makes me hope that when we finally do get the blade that is getting remade, that in anticipation yeah. for these things rolling up, we get another splash of black vampires. Because, I don't know, there's something about that that just fits. Like vampirism in our experience. And Blackula is just such a great example of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not vampire in Brooklyn? Oh, no, I'm okay, I'm okay with vampire uh, in Brooklyn. She's honest. fine. Yeah. I want to keep I'm, tracing the DNA to the new interview with the vampire because, okay. yeah, it works better for so many reasons, including that we have a black lead. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen Blackula? Okay, I see some hands nodding. Okay, for those who have not nodded, okay. For those who have not nodded, a lot of the things that we're saying, like, right, especially right now, they're free. Like, they're on the internet. And if you're worried about, like, girl, it's October, I got to go to work, I don't have time. If you have a library card, and I saw that they was handing out library cards and stuff out in the hallway, okay, you can access a lot of this stuff on the internet for the free, not even actual, just local library, like, for the free. Yes. Canopy. Canopy. I was about to say, mm -hmm. if you have a library card, if you're a student, maybe you're a professor or something like that, you can go on Canopy, and you, even if they limit your watches, you could get, like, 10 watches a month. That's a lot of watches a month. They had Ganja and Hess on there. Not yeah. just that. I think newer movies that you would have to go on Showtime or something where you have to pay for another app. Canopy has it for free. So if you have your library card, mm. check and see if you can get into Canopy or Hoopla. Mm. Either one of the two so you can get those free horror movies. Mm -hmm. Check it for you. Really quick before we slide away from Blackula, because I know we have to talk about all the things. Blackula is not just an awesome movie because, you know, it's a vampire film and I'm biased and I don't care. <laughs> um, but also, like, you open the movie outside of you, one, you see Dracula being real dusty. Woo, girl, Whoa. Dracula being real dusty. Dracula's a whole racist. Huh? Dracula is Surprise! Racist. Dracula is in the slave trade. And I'm like, hold, hold the fucking phone. Wow. Who decided to write this? Like, it makes sense, but it's just like... <laughs> Of course that's what he's doing. That's Duh. where he came from, girl. Oh, my God. But not even just that. Like, you see a queer couple. They're out here living their lives like, mm -hmm. this is the 70s. And they are just, they're openly being gay in the movie. They own a home. And as a kid, like, of course, you know, too, it went over your head. But, like, when you're watching, like, yes. Okay, bitch, they got property. Nobody is hassling them up. Nobody's in their business. It's real sad they became vampires right after that. So sorry. But also, like, now we have gay vampires for real. <laughs> and also, like, what is so brings so much joy when I'm watching this movie outside of like just genuinely like a vampires and being excited. Like once again, you just see people. I love 70s movies because you just see people just being themselves. It dead ass looks like, come on y'all, come up off the street, we about to have fun, but it, it feels that way. But it's, it, right, but it's enjoyable, like they have it. They, they dancing, they got good outfits. And once again, it makes me think about just like, I have um, older relatives that are still with me, thank God. And so, like, seeing, like, the different pictures at my grandma's house and hear about them being at the local juke ju joint, one spot that my grandma, my great-grandmama, everybody used to be at the same time called Coochies. So I think about this, and I'm just like, this is a movie. This is a moment. Yeah. I'm serious. And it's a love story. So, you know, but it gets and sad. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Black religious want to be free. Also, yeah. William Marshall was all about the black horse. William Marshall is always yeah. the moment. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, black exploitation was a time. Yep. In general. So it was he, a time. he was the uncle. Like, we don't put no respect on his name. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, was like, yeah. I'm producing all these. Let's do them. He was in Abby, too. Like, a yeah. lot, William Marshall will pop up in so many random movies. You're probably like, girl, who is that? And then when you see him, you're going to be like, okay, that's that guy. An actor. Like, oh, yes. An actor. And although we know Shakespeare, but like, no, but, sh- but at the time, ooh, they Shakespearean trained. Like, okay, that's how I felt. You know, seriously. Othello. Yes, All right, let's talk about the things that go bump in the night, I guess, or bump in our brains that we just cannot let go, unfortunately, as an industry. But the tropes, okay? Right. We have like three main categories. Usually, the black characters in your favorite horror films will occupy one of these, mm-hmm. uh, one of these tropes. Maybe they might even have two. Maybe they might be like 0.5 of one. And you know the rest taking up something else. But the three main categories we have: the sacrificial Negro. You guys are smart. You can put that together. Mm-hmm. I know that you've seen it before. Unfortunately, we have the magical support Negro. Again, you guys are smart. I know you've seen this one before <laughs> as well. And we have the comedic relief Negro, which once again, I'm sure you all have seen this before. I think in my experience, I feel like the magical support Negro and the comedic relief, they, they go hand in hand. It's usually like two sides of the same coin. But regardless, we're going to have one of these. Um, I can't tell you how many times if you have a gay character, you know, the black gay best friend, then he's probably going to be up here as well. Um, it's frustrating. It's unavoidable. But I want to say up until the start of what we call jet horror now, um, now jet horror is a term that I stole from another one of our friends um, named Prince, and uh, he's over at another sister podcast of ours called Nightlight Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And by his definition, jet horror era is um, black horror from 2010 to present. And all the black horror, I don't want to say all of it, but most of it (laughs) from 2010 to present has been really good with avoiding these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we're going to put our characters in one of these boxes, then we're going to be smart about it and make it not tropey and actually make it essential to the story. I think the thing that makes it a trope versus essential to the story is if, is there a reason that this man has a power? Is there actually a reason? Or is it your diversity card? Is it for me uh, as a writer to throw a character in a film to make the studio happy um, that I don't really have to concern much with the plot of the story? Mm. Unfortunately, we have some examples here, but I know that there's more that you're already thinking about in your heads. I do want to talk about the sidekick because sometimes they're not even funny or they're not magical or again they don't die but their only purpose is to further the story for the white main character you don't know where they live you don't know what about their grades you don't know nothing about their personality all you know is i showed up to help my white friend mm-hmm. oh let me hold are you okay mm-hmm. let me help mm-hmm. my white friend like they have no other arc there was a movie that came out literally a few weeks ago like a few weeks ago 2023 character is still like nuts. She has no real background outside of, oh, my white friend is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Everything she does is to help, like, you don't, you don't even see, I don't even go outside her house. We don't know nothing about the girl. Wow. Except for, oh, my friend's in trouble. I'm here to help. I'm here to assist. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has Rachel it, True talked about it on Heart on yes. Noir as well. And she played a bunch of characters that was, was like the supporting character that's always checking on her white friend, saying, hey, are you okay? What can I do for you? Things like that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, like you said, it's still happening today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's just as simple as them just humanizing the black characters, mm-hmm. like, and not objectifying us. Like, if we're a tool to the plot, they don't add these elements because they're not humanizing us. And it's such an easy thing to do if you do proper characterization, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's a choice. Has anyone seen The Craft? Mm-hmm. You ever wonder why we never get to meet? Rachel True's parents, <laughs> and like everyone, all the other girls, we get their whole backstory. What's her name in the movie? Rochelle. Rochelle. Yeah. Rochelle. Rochelle's issue was racism. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's racism. And I think it wasn't written originally that way, right? It wasn't right? originally. Originally, Rochelle had an eating disorder, and then they cast a black woman, and was like racism. Oh, yeah. Uh, Obviously, yeah. <laughs> like she writes about in her book because I have her book that comes with her tarot deck, and oh. it was like before that it was an eating disorder, and I decided to do that. And then I showed up after I got cast, and they're like, "No, it's because you're black now." And she was like, "Okay, I could also have an eating disorder." I'm like, no, just just black. And she was like, "Okay then." I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I know y'all said it doesn't usually happen in newer movies, and I know you talked about a new movie. Has everybody seen or majority of us seen Evil Dead Rise yet? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna be quiet. But also, like, I just really, for those of us who have seen it, okay, so the people in the apartment, right? Okay, so we're all looking at each other like, mm-hmm. I just really feel like as your neighbor, and I don't even, I'm not in the story at all. Like, I'm literally just the neighbor. I'm just the neighbor, and this is what you're doing downstairs. Like, this is what I gotta come to my hallway for. <laughs> so when you decide, when y'all see that, and you remember what I said, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's still 2023, and I really feel like, so your sole purpose was this? Or, or even Fresh. If y'all seen Fresh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you've seen Fresh, there's a black character like, okay, what do you know about her? Exactly. Y'all know nothing about her. Or the black character at the other part. What do you know about them? No, no. Have y'all seen Cobweb? Ooh. Oh. All right. Don't even do that. See, everybody looking. No. So those are new. Write those down. Get your pens going. Get your notes out open. There we go. Write them down. That's right. It's October. We didn't even get halfway through it. Write it down right now. We just gave you some choices. Thank you. Honestly, nothing is worse than A Quiet Place 2 for me. Oh. That one was bad because that was down to the credits. And that was an icon. Down yeah. to the, a, a seasoned icon. Me and Jim mm-hmm. Always get a bag. And how is this man in the credits? Man on Island. Man on Island. Nah. No, thank you. (laughs) Here's my thing. The quiet place set up the rules of being loud is what gets you murdered. And then the second one comes around and being black is what gets you murdered. And I'm just like, what are you saying silently, Mr. Krasinski? (laughs) What are you silently telling me? (laughs) Because, like, you snatched up Jimmy Hunchley, who was doing nothing. He was just there. And he was like, nope, he's gone. I'm like... So do the aliens now see black people and hear people? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait for the next one. <laughs> That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah, yes. she, she told Cindy, we're smart, we run, and she, and she, she got killed. Yeah. Can we talk Dummy. about how she was fucking one of the killers? And then, yes. the, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, that's what you did, because that got ruined. You were like, well, get back in my thought shit. That's what you're going to do, Mr. Craven? Okay. Well, <laughs> I would have liked to see her as one of the killers. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't even oh, yeah. care. That would have been time. Been, oh. It has been time. But amazing. But I also want to say, Alfre Woodard, not just a magical support oh. but sex sacrificial, too, because she killed herself. For no reason. <laughs> you saw how everybody just turned away. <laughs> was so upset, like, I forgot about it. I, 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 it might be mine to race myself. She's both of those categories. She is. Yeah. Um, I have absolutely nothing to live for no. but you white people. So, <laughs> I guess this is the end of the road for me. Out the window. Dramatic. It was oh. the same level of Whoopi Goldberg in the stand. It was. Listen, Surprise. I, I watched the That's credits being point. like, when? What? <laughs> it gets one extra point for that. <laughs> oh. Come on, clap through the wall. That feels like a sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> like they clapping because we're done talking about the annoying stuff. Okay, let's talk about some good things, some better things. Um, some intersectional milestones when it comes to horror because it's not all that bad. We have come a long way, we still have a very long way to go, but at this point, it's very important to celebrate the milestones that we have crossed and look forward to the next ones. Um, Did you all know that the first black final girl is Jada Pinkett in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight? Mm -hmm. That's a banger, y'all. And Billy Zane is there, and there's some like really weird sexual tension, and child, I was living. I really was. (laughs) Oh, yes. And Jada looked good too with mm-hmm. the short hair. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all seen Demon Knight? Y'all seen her? Oh, okay. Change that. Yeah. Change that this season. That's such a good movie. And you know what? They left it out. They left it open at the end for maybe like a potential sequel or something. All right. But um. And it's a, it's a good thing that Ernest Dickerson was there because he fought for her to get that role. Cause yeah. They yeah. tried to give it to Cameron Diaz. No. no. Every time you tell me this, I want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just trying to, like, if you think about the year, Demon Knight is what? What year is that? 95? Okay, so this is around the mask. Oh. But Ernest isn't getting respect on his name either, because, like, he's really been doing it for, like, horror when he gets to do a movie. Because he did that, he did Bones. I'm forgetting stuff because I'm old. But, like, yeah, no. We need to. Bones is a moment. Bones is a moment. Black Giallo. Black Giallo. Yeah. But critics forgot what Giallo was because black people were doing it. And so here we all are. All of a sudden it was silly. Right? Have y'all seen Bones? Yes. 
Yes. Okay, I see some of us like yes. Okay, cool. If y'all find the Bones DVD, please let me know. Yeah. I need that. <laughs> Thank you. Send it's us so, the link. No, seriously, because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. This worth the time. I know that we are talking about, um, ooh, it says Final Girls, but recently, okay. So we've been talking about, um, we just had an episode of House of Haunted Hill. If y'all, so let's, let's jog our memories, y'all. I totally forgot that Tay Diggs is a final person. Yes. Um, I, I was a fan because, okay, okay. He was this close. To be he was that, okay. And if you have not seen the House on Haunted Hill remake, if you haven't seen the original, please see the original's on Tubi. Both the remake them. is on Tubi. Mm -hmm. Vincent Price, you know, is giving murder. Like all the drama. <laughs> like all the drama. Like he's doing the most. There's drama. Somebody might die. I'm like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> but like when Tay Diggs makes it to the end, and I'm going to spoil it because girl, it's 99, whatever. But when Tay makes it to the end I'm just like oh my god Chris Kattan where the fuck was you at a few minutes ago <laughs> I mean because honestly, I thought he was gonna be sacrificial same. he it almost it was this close to be like the door shut. he was like oh no I was like oh, me too about to die. damn, <laughs> damn. I, I would have been so pissed and he'd been sacrificed and then we find out Allie Larder's a racist all these years later oh my god no Allie racist Larder Hard pills to swallow. Damn, I hated that for us. A but you know, he won in the end. A lot of the people get to the bag. That's the one time I wish that was me because all them checks, baby. I don't know how you get down, though. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give it up to God. I'm going to just be waving, please, someone get us. That's it. <laughs> I will give you one of these checks. Yes. Oh, okay. and then we can't forget Raw Digger, Raw the 13 year old. Yes. Yes. Raw yes. Digger. I want to see Raw Digger in more movies. Like, I know oh she's out here living her best life, but she did her big one in 13 Ghosts. And I really feel like I would like to see more of her. Like, you know, there's so many fun, not necessarily all the Tubi movies. I'm going to holler at y'all late about that one. But, you know, she could have been in some of them. Like, there's a couple of them that's real good that's not shaky. Don't quote me. But also, Brandy and I soon as you last summer. Yes. Because Look. who is Julie James and why does she keep living? Brandy was the final girl. She went through tables, she went through rooftops. And she bounced up at the end and was like, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> Y'all talk about it. <laughs> so that late then. She really got dapped up by a predator in yes. Alien versus Predator. The, the, the predator looked at Sinead Lake then and the predator was like, Squad. Great. You are. Yeah. <laughs> As it should be. Gang, gang. Lay the hell on down. Mm -hmm. Like the person is like, okay, you just. <laughs> That's what I would do. I would have pretended I was dead, to be quite honest. And I would have hoped out, you know, they would allow me to just pop up in the end. Like, I don't even know. Just like Brandy, when she popped up, like, I'm tired of seeing us go through pain. So when they pop up, it's like, yes, we didn't have to do shit. It's over. I love it. Yes. I love that. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
know it's like a win. Finals girls, but um, Night of the Demons, Alvin Alexis, who played Roger. Yes. Um, he was not about the shit. Soon he's gonna hear like, my father's a preacher. I'm getting the fuck out of here. The demons would not let him get the hell out. But he spent half the time jumping out of windows. And he made it to the end. <laughs> he had to work hard for it. He had to work hard for it. But look, he made it. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to stop and talk about dudes for a minute, like, we definitely watched Buster Rhymes beat Michael Myers' ass. Yes. Yo. Yes, we did. Yes, correct way, David Gordon Green. Yes. Okay. Oh. Justice for Resurrection. Okay. Period. I know that people hate that movie. Everybody thinks it's wor- the worst Halloween movie. First oh, of all, first of all, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Trick or treat, cool. motherfucker. Period. Every time. <laughs> he literally... Through the hands. He mm-hmm. fought him with hands and won. Yeah. Y'all couldn't jump Michael Myers in Halloween Kills. No. People didn't even die that night. No. Eight no. of y'all tried to jump him and he swung on all y'all. No, y'all need to, y'all should have called Buster. One person would have prepared. Yo, Give him some Tim yes. in a dicky suit. He would have yes. handled it. Yes. That's it. Your face could never. You called the wrong number. Your face is <laughs> Simone. Yes. 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 <laughs> Your face absolutely Mikey could never. Was like, I'm going to go away for the year. I'll see y'all next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New timeline. Show me a real <laughs> All right. What 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 did we get to? Jet Har. We talked a bit about Jet Har, the term. Um, I also failed to mention that Jet Har technically begins with Get Out. Um, but the thing that I don't want to get twisted is Jet Har is not the same thing as what the uh, <laughs> the the crusty har heads on Facebook call woke har. That's not the same thing. Elevated. It's, actually, that don't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't have to tell you people in this room, I feel like we're all on the same page yeah. with that. But we go on places. Um, if you want to le- uh, to learn a little bit more about it, where we could be going in the future, I definitely recommend that all of you watch the Hard Noir documentary mm-hmm. that's on Shudder. I think you could also get it if you have Amazon Prime mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a watcher and not a reader, you can read the textbook. Mm-hmm. There's also The Black Guy Dies First, which yes. is another book yes. that really, I highly recommend that. <laughs> really yeah. good. Yes. I would. And yeah. shout out to Tanana Reed, too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Once again. Same people who wrote Horror Noir wrote that. And so, like, it's super informational. Ah, words. Informational <laughs> and important. It also, like, if you're, if you're a person that, like, I want to read a textbook, but I also don't want to feel like the book is talking down to me. What the hell is going on? These do not feel like that. So just wanted to share that to you. Not like, oh... Like it dumbed it down, but yeah, thank you. Yep. And if you want to take a break from just looking at words, what I really like about the black guy that dies first is a lot of pages and beautiful um, photographs and illustrations as inserts um, that aren't just there as placeholders, but actually, you know, just keep going and give you different informational pieces. So. Uh, we we not on a payroll. Just check it out. There's also um, a hard noir movie. Not, just not to get confused with. This. I mean, you can watch both. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're both great. No. But the documentary I would recommend, and then the movie. Mm-hmm. And I just want to throw one more thing on there for Mark Harris. You can actually go to I think it's BlackHorrorMovies.com, mm-hmm. which is just a repository of all the black horror movies across, and they're broken into eras. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful too. Mm-hmm. So here we have some examples of our favorite black horror today. Um, I'm sure you can recognize most of these. Um, one that definitely doesn't get the love that we will scream and shout about like every single time we have a mic in front of us is his house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, watch it. Mm-hmm. That one. Watch it. It's on Netflix. Right. Somebody please. If you have not seen his house, like I, just make sure you, if you if you emotional, pack your tissues, baby. <laughs> That's yeah. all I gotta say. It's one of those like situational horrors. It does give a little bit of, I'm not gonna say too much, a little bit of paranormal aspect, but it's, 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 it's based on kind of like a real situation. So just, that's all I'm gonna say. That I was enough. Say, uh, it's a folk horror. In yeah. Front of it, so, yeah. yeah. Write it down. <laughs> I'm serious, you know, cause people be like, I'm always looking like, so what's a movie that I need to watch? There are so many out there and I love connecting with people cause y'all probably seen some I ain't never seen before. Mm-hmm. From you from. see from yeah. you from. see that Harold Perrineau is that his name? Yep. First of all, he was Marcusio. What is that? Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. And um, that Romeo back in the back back from the nineties. Amazing. Slade. Yeah. Let's start at incredible <laughs> actor. But this show yes. is so good. It's so good. It will break I, your neck. Right? Oh, and there's blood, guts, and ass. Yes. There's mystery. Yes. There's supernatural. There's fights. There's tension. It's just honestly, I've watched it in like what two days, three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I watched 
all the episodes. Yeah. So now I'm waiting on what, season three? Yeah. yeah. The first season is free on Prime, and it was free on MGM, so I wanted people to get to see it. The second season, you got to use the MGM trial, but we all have multiple emails. Yeah. You can make it through. Yeah. Um, I own MGM. I got MGM now because of From. Now yeah. I'm, I'm watching what come out. Listen, yeah, I'm here. It, it was the best show nobody was watching. I'm and now sad. people are like hearing about it. And I'm like, about damn time because he's deserved forever. Like yes. he did Lost and a bunch of other things. He's getting to produce now. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I saw him as a kid and I was way too young. But like, I, I just love that he's now producing. And he's like, what if I play the lead role and you can see what all I can do every week and not just as a sidekick? What? Yes, give him an award. Um, so yeah. The picture's not up there, but um, if y'all have not seen The Blackening. Oh, wait, hold Blackening. on. Is this? Pause. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's later. I just got shocked. Surprise. Y'all need to see The Blackening once again. Not on their payroll, but I'm a person. Yay! <laughs> I'm not a person that laughs real hard at movies, right? Because, you know, comedy is hit or miss. Like, everybody's funny is not the same funny. That doesn't mean you're not funny. It just may not have hit for me. But I went to the movie, and I'm telling you, I guffawed. Like, I was scared, because I was at the Alamo, and I thought they was going to But, baby, I was yelling. That movie was hilarious. And that's another one where, like, the way they move around with the tropes, it's not like how you expect the tropes to be. Like, it was just like, okay. Yeah. Okay, this works for me. It's the laughing with us instead of at us. There you They're go. They're not the butt of the joke, so yeah. it makes it, yeah. It yeah. is, yes it is, yes it is. Yes, and all the tropes, or the people, it's kind of like another movie, which I'm not gonna bring up, but we used to have people start off, oh, or Cabin in the Woods, where you have people start off as a trope, but as they get fleshed out, because that's what you should do with characters, they should have backgrounds, you realize they're not that cardboard cutout mm -hmm. of what you thought they were when you first met them, so. I believe this is either on stars or coming to stars. So again, that same password, you're getting that MGM power. <laughs> Go and do both, do both. Unlimited emails. Yes. Listen. You're a new person every day. Exactly. Five new Yahoo, <laughs> Five new Yahoo accounts for who, I for why, the blackening. Mm -hmm. Also invite your friends over to watch this one. Cause this yes. one is yes. to be watched on the couch A alone. few brews, yeah. It is definitely meant, one, for multiple rewatches, and two, to be watched either with a crowd or with friends and family. Because um, you would be yoking it up, that's for sure. But there's something that I wanted to bring up with the blackening that I think is very important when it comes to comedy, to black people in comedy. Um, there's also a fine line there. Um, and it's a line that at this point in black representation and, and um, our front-facing faces, I guess, um, in media, it can be dangerous because at this point, we have a fine line that is very easy to cross where the public laughs at us and not exactly with us. Um, and the same people that laugh at us can say, I'm not racist, mm -hmm. I love Dave Chappelle, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. But, okay, maybe not Dave Chappelle, but was the best example. Worst, but <laughs> my point is, and it happens with a lot of creators too, um, a lot of comedians, a lot of influencers online that are generating um, lots of views right now. We need to be careful not to make that mistake and to make sure that people are laughing with us, laughing at our content, laughing at the jokes that we so carefully craft on purpose and not laughing at what we look like, not laughing at the way that we talk, not laughing at our mannerisms. Um, sometimes that really scares me. And I compared this movie to Scary Movie. So obviously that's not the case because, well, Scary Movie is kind of a black movie because the Wayans Brothers, after mm -hmm. two, we don't talk about it, um, but definitely <laughs> the first two are. But imagine if Scary Movie were a cast of entirely black people. Scary Movie is a type of movie where the whole cast is clowns and you're supposed to laugh at everyone. Scary Movie doesn't really have the chops like the black woman does. The point of Scary Movie is to laugh at the characters and that's unfortunately um, a sinkhole that a lot of creators have fallen into. Um, but the blackening throws all that out the fucking window. There's nobody in the theater or on your couch or sitting at their computer that can laugh at the characters in this film. It's laughing situation, it's laughing at the dialogue, it's laughing at the chops the way that we intended it to be. Um, and I think that that was very intentional when it comes to it. Um, What's his name? Dwayne Perkins. Mm -hmm. Dwayne Perkins writing. Um, the gay best friend in the blue. Um, he wrote the screenplay. And also wrote the short that the movie was based on. 
Um, but I know that's something that black writers definitely have to take into consideration when it comes to comedy because you yeah, lose a fine line and you don't want to be stuck on the other side. Because mm. um, then guess what? You have a bunch of racist people claiming that they're not racist and they're laughing at you. And you're going to have to dig yourself out from that hole. No. But this is a great example. And watch it twice. Watch it twice because you're probably going to laugh over the joke, so you're going to have to watch it the second time to mm-hmm. listen to the jokes that you were cackling over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom loves this one. For the record, she watched one stars. Yes. <laughs> In conclusion, the future of black horror looks promising. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else have anything else to say before we open it up for questions and stuff? You that bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> open it up. Okay. Let's do it. Does anyone have a question for any of us, specifically for any of us as a group? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was curious what your thoughts are. The first, when you brought up Nala Gwen Jennings, and she did admit that George Romero is one of the allies, which I completely agree with. But I say this is someone that takes from 80% of my mother's side. It's been funny watching zombie, zombie culture be what it is, yet zombie culture originates from Haitians. Hell yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I wonder if you love somebody take that energy and put it into what It's coming. I smell it. I Definitely. So. Yeah. Is it Zombie Child? Zombie Child. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Um, the only thing is, I don't know if the director is of Haitian descent. I don't know if they're black. Yeah. And, I, and because I'm outside of that culture, I can't tell you if it's accurate i can't tell you how close it is or you know if he even has the right to be making something so close to home but i can tell that like something like that is very different from what you get in things like white zombies mm-hmm. where we get that magical negro with it we're afraid Ooh, we're afraid of them and then they don't know what the difference between hoodoo or voodoo or none of that they just it's all one thing they have somebody in blackface doing something and rising somebody from the dead and that's and that's what all zombie movies were it was always some some kind of black magic, or we go somewhere where there's brown people, mm-hmm. and they oh, use magic. Yeah. yeah, they use it negatively, mm-hmm. and then that's where you get the other zombies. I would love to see something like that, but I want. I would like you said. Yeah. I'm very eager to see that. I want them to make it. What it is, and I'm not someone super knowledgeable. I have had spoiler that I had felt that something that my Okay. Okay. You know, if there's things that you want to see for the future of our fandom, I think it's really important to be loud about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't underestimate the power of social media. People oh, do yeah. listen, mm-hmm. you know. If you have favorite indie filmmakers or even mainstream filmmakers, <laughs> me and Twitter is your one-stop shop to go right to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, grab your friends, make some noise, and you never know who could listen. Yeah. It happened with um, with Horror Noir. Yeah. The, the anthology that came out was several years after the, the uh, textbook, several years after the documentary, um, but the documentary just wouldn't die. People kept making noise for it, so they figured, hey, we might as well make an anthology. So yeah, make some noise. What do you, no, 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 it's, it's, a, horror it's, movie. A, it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Yes. I cried, <laughs> I cried very hard. Also, you might want to check out Sugar Hill. Woo! Yes, I love yes, Sugar Hill. That might Hill. touch on it a bit yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Um, one, there's no such thing as Voodoo. Voodoo is it was a coin phrase word. You know, most of the stuff from Haitian spiritual practice comes from the Orisha, so they That's West African. Mm-hmm. So when they say Voodoo, that's what. To the point where Caucasians like, I don't know what that is. Yep. Oh. And then that's how that got coin phrase and used. So we saying voodoo like it's evil. There's no such thing as evil when it comes to casting spells. Because if you understand, because I have family mm-hmm. in Yoruba and, mm-hmm. and Orisha, 
there's no such thing as casting a huge spell. If you try to pull upon the because the Yahoo of even who is calling on your ancestors, yeah. Mm-hmm. You you literally call on your ancestors to help you out of a situation. Mm-hmm. But your ancestors, you can't tell your ancestors, yo, you got a curse. This person and this person, this person. That's bad karma. That that energy is gonna reflect right back to you in that respect. That's something that's Dumb American over here. Yeah. No, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I Very to dumb American. Yeah, listen. My question is we talk about birth of a nation, mm-hmm. and there's like the first horror in 1915. Um, most people don't realize during that time before the Roaring Twenties, you know, during the Industrial Revolution, you know, blacks were the only industrialized, when I say blue collar workers. Mm-hmm. Before the Mexicans that you see today, if you needed welding, if you needed any mm-hmm. building, construction, mm-hmm. you wouldn't call those people that hide them. Especially and in major cities. Do, see, we mm-hmm. were the true builders. So when you see birth of a nation, we call it horror. What was the, what do you think the reason for creating such a film and have it filmed in the White House? If your major industrial who was building the, the cities, like Los Angeles, this parts of New York, that's all black talent. So they were the original builders. So why do you think um, Birth of a Nation was actually made and produced, and why do you consider it like a horror? Well, it's horror because the KKK is running down a black man and kills him at the yeah. end for chasing a white woman. I think that if you're brown, that's pretty fucking scary. Um, I don't think that it was billed. It was not billed as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It was just billed as a, a fantasy tale of a white woman in peril. Um, and sure, it definitely translated as that for its intended audience, but its intended audience was not us. If we yeah. were to watch that film, it's, that's fucking scary, being chased mm-hmm. down by the KKK. I'm glad that I never have to deal with this in my lifetime, being run down in the street and, and hunted like a dog, but I don't think that that's even arguable, that that's, that's hard, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I was... <laughs> That makes me want to piggyback to what I was going to pick up because you were saying that when the little wild isn't horror. And I, what I've been noticing the last few years specifically is how much horror movies that are for black people aren't horror because the goalpost is always fucking moving. Mm-hmm. So people are like, East Bayou isn't a horror movie. It's a black Southern Gothic horror movie. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade's not a horror movie. We got a vampire. We got beef with the vampires. What else you want from me? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't yes. know why our horror movies are never horror movies. Yeah, I also want to talk about, like, again, I'm not a history teacher. I don't know who history buffs out here, but I wonder if the showing of that film in the White House had to do something with the shift where you have everybody coming in from Ellis Island taking those jobs. Mm-hmm. They came and took those jobs for black people. So black people had those jobs, and then you have people coming from overseas who were also white, but they're not white American. So they still also felt othered. So the way for them to get in is to push black people out and take the jobs and do those things. Mm-hmm. So I, and I don't know, I'm just a discussion, this is speculation. I want, cause that's around that time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Just, you know. Well, I would say that San Francisco LA, where they had black people kicked out the mm-hmm. yeah. no. white minority out the other, and they say, well, they're better at building this because they did this in their country. So they were going here, they don't know anything. Let's give it to them. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing. Look back what you were talking about, though. Capitalism and most importantly, white supremacy. Because all of this is everybody pushing everybody out and finding ways to pit everybody against each other to, to push a better. Yep. Exactly. While a few bitch rich on the top, it's like, just get money. Mm-hmm. Like, look at them fight down there. <laughs> Ooh, scary black man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to go off of 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think about how all of the movies that non-black people have seen, um, especially in the past, like Black Hula, Sing Black Hula's Dream, um, Bones, any of those, they're far comedic undertones to it. They were never made with a serious tone mm-hmm. to where when they see a movie like The Angry Black Girl and the Monster that's not funny, mm-hmm. that's tackling real issues about community and violence within it and the class system and privilege, they still find humor in it. Mm-hmm. They find humor in black suffering. And when they can't, it's not a horror movie, which is why they love to say, get out of the horror movie. But us and Nope, those aren't horror movies. Okay. I'm like, Blue Jean Jacket eating people. I'm sorry if you've not seen it. It's a horror movie. It's a Listen, you can't move the goalpost whenever it's that food feeding you racism. By paint my colors, like yeah. you, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that just because something isn't scary, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's not horror. Horror is not yeah. a synonym for scary. Yes. Horror is the name of our stupid little fucking fandom. <laughs> it's it's make believe. It's not real. We can, it can be whatever we want it to be. And that's why the subgenres exist. Mm-hmm. You know, subgenre is also subjective because everyone sitting up here, we're not going to be scared by the same things, and we watch a lot of different mm-hmm. types of horror, and that's what keeps it interesting. But yeah. Question. Um, so you guys talk about like all your opinions on horror movies. I've always wanted to know, within all your panels, that if you can go back and change any horror movie that you love into the way you want it, what oh, would you Because oh, so I want to know. Oh, <laughs> I would love to hear so this. So a movie um, that I love. I know this one's got a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Personally, I still want to remake Pumpkinhead, because I think that'd be fun for black women. Yes! Um, I still want to be the witch. I can't act, but I still yo, want to be Yo, 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 yo. You know whose favorite movie is Pumpkinhead? Really? Akela Cooper, <gasps> who wrote Malignant. Her favorite movie is Pumpkinhead. Stop it right now. I love Pumpkinhead. You know what we should do? We should get on Twitter, and we should tell her that. We really should. Oh, she will get tell her I'm, I have very reasonable rates. Um, they're not interested. <laughs> we can do this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who thinking of a movie that I want to change. Okay, I am a huge fan, right, of Tales from the Hood. Yes. One of my top five, probably number one. I love that movie, right? Tales from the Hood 2. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's, it's painful to watch, guys. I, and I've seen it like three times, because I wish, I, I don't want to say I wish it didn't exist, because Tales from the Hood 3 is better than Tales yeah. from the Hood 2. And yeah, it's low budget. I don't care about it being low budget, whatever. But I just, there were so many choices in Tales from the Hood 2. The very least, I feel like they should have just removed Keith David. Because why y'all put him in? Why y'all do that to Keith David? Give somebody else that bullshit. I'm sorry. Why y'all do that? The, the, the golly, the, that first story, they can go to hell. I'm honestly, and I'm like, it's the same people who made the first one. So I'm like, why you do this? But I support the first and third one. Yes, yeah. the second one, I don't know. Maybe just keep keep David out of here. I'm sorry he had to go through this. Um, House of the Dead for me. It's gonna always be yeah, it's gonna always be House of the Dead. Although I'd like the first one, don't care. Don't care how y'all feel, ten toes down. I feel like the part <laughs> Yep. I feel like when they hopped off that boat and they was like, damn, it's dead people or it's crazy. I, I, I love the story. I would like to see it remade just because I'm an agent of chaos from time to time. The first movie was perfect. The second movie, I support you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I think I'm going to go, I would, okay, I really like Aliens, and I like all of them, even though, like, some, they're, they're okay, there's definitely a hierarchy there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still salty about Aliens, what's her name, Agent Ramirez? Yeah. yeah. Um, brown face. Oh, brown face, buddy. She had me so fooled. That's a white woman oh, in yeah. brown face. Yeah. And I was like. 22 when I learned that that was yeah. a white woman. Oh my yeah. God, I, I saw her at a Harkon and I was like, wait a minute, Puerto Rican queen, hold you better not the fucking phone. Um, that was great. So wow. I would, I, okay, the salty, you know, catty person that I am would just love a redo with actually like uh, an Afro-Latino in that yeah. role. Um, but I would also like to say, maybe let's just like do it again. Um, but let's make Ripley brown. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm 
But like, I want aliens, like aliens. Huh? Ooh, with Gina Torres. I'm taking that. Yeah, let's That's put it on Twitter. Idea. Let's put it on Twitter. If somebody takes it and if it wasn't, you better, okay, get your bag. That was you. That was you. That was you, because that's a real good one. I'm like, damn, I want to see that. Hell yeah. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say, I just want to see Demon Knight continue. Yeah. I don't want them to come back. I really feel like they had some interesting stuff going on with the lore. And then if they bring it back, then we can see other people carry that helm. So mm -hmm. we can see other people do it. So Not Jada. She, and also one other, to piggyback on your old... Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you don't want more entanglement? Situation. Okay. So, entanglement, sorry. So, <laughs> um, there we go. Right, oh, right. You said cap two minutes, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then, I mean, just if we're going to keep doing what they did with Prey for like the Predator world, Ooh. I mean, doing different locales, and this is something we talked about before, I think that brings other cultures into the franchise in an organic way. So I think that'd be cool too. Shout out to Prey. Yeah, Prey with that girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen Prey, it's on Hulu. We oh saw God. all them, them Predator It's movies, the right? only good Predator movie. Oh, I'm Ooh. doing it. I'm doing it. They gonna fight you later. Predator and Predator 2, it's, that's a roided up mess. That, that, those are movies for men who use ridiculous amounts of steroids. Bobby. Go ahead, Bobby. So I probably don't have a movie I would want to change, but I would like to see a remake of Bant. Oh yeah. yeah. I would oh like to see God. her remake of that. I mean, Grace Jones killed it, obviously. Mm. Shout yeah. out to Grace Jones, we didn't mention her. But she killed it in Vance. Mm -hmm. I, but I would like to see a remake or maybe a continuation to that movie because that vampire movie don't get much love. Thanks. So you have yeah. a few more questions? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any more questions? <laughs> <laughs> any more questions in the audience? Oh. Uh, so they're there and there. Um, I'm gonna try my best to avoid spoilers because not oh, everybody. Oh, the new one? Yeah, yeah, are you talking about the new one or you're talking? The oh, ooh. Okay. Wait, we're talking about the new one? Yeah, yeah. not the heritage. Not the. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. This is a spoiler-free zone because it's very soon. Yeah. Um, I'm like. <laughs> ooh, do I need to that. cover my ears? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm gonna be clean. I'm gonna be clean. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Um, I think Blumhouse really fucked up because I should have put Leslie Odom Jr. at the front of their fucking marketing. They would have gotten a lot more of our people out in the theater because I know that I sat down in the theater and I was like, wait a minute. I'm in the room where it happens. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. And he carried. I mean, he just, Leslie Odom Jr. is just, uh, I really don't think that he could fail. Granted, um, it wasn't the most spectacular movie, but um, it was fine. Um, I thought it used the use of our people pretty appropriately. Um, I also think that it um, represented uh, white Christianity and Catholicism accurately, um, and it was fine. It was a it was a decent movie that three quarters of the way through was like, oh shit, this is an Exorcist sequel. Hold on, hold yeah. on. But, um, that's uh, what this is a sequel. I forgot. Hold on. But it was fine. It was good. And Leslie Odom Jr. should be enough to bring you into the theater because that man just. Damn, killed it. Yeah. That was good. I hated it. Um, <laughs> Wait! <laughs> it burned me not the David Gordon Green train because for that Halloween trilogy, I tried to find nice things to say about parts of it because, you know, I, I was like, he just wants to write different things, but he's doing it on a franchise. But I think he could do a solid movie. And then he's like, new trilogy, who this? Also, I still don't care. And I was like, you know what, you're on your own. Oh, okay. um, so we've separated. We're not the same house anymore. <laughs> Can we come over here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But that also says some really shitty things about whatever, whatever population that this noble savage comes from because he's different, right? Mm -hmm. He's different from everyone else. You know, everyone else in this savage tribe or whatever, savages, savages, yeah. barely mm -hmm. even human. Mm -hmm. They're all, you know, doing their own savage thing, but this guy is different and he's the one who's gonna actually help. Like the safe one. Yeah. Right, uh, he's safe mm -hmm. unlike everyone else. That just mm -hmm. paints a bad picture for you know, Community. communities that are different from ours. Um, when, you know, the, I think the more appropriate way to portray that is maybe like a group of people, you know? So, <laughs> let's call it like whatever is savage rescue team. But instead of the <laughs> oh, one no. guy who's different from everyone else, um, I think it should be people helping people. I mean, it would be a better way to get rid of that trope, but yeah, you're right. That's definitely, it's we should be getting rid of that. It's, mm, yeah. I think this is the last question. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Does last anyone one? else have a question Together before we double up? Oh, here. in the back. Yes, let me tell you this story really, really quick. I saw Nope um, two times very quickly, uh, right when it came out. The first time I saw Nope was for a screening with a bunch of other black journalists, and it was an amazing experience. And then I saw it with my family shortly after um, with uh, the rest of the public, and everyone was laughing at the wrong time. Ugh. And it made a difference. Mm. I'm with you, I was just gonna say real fast, because you know, they put the paper up. You was at Marlowe Heights. You going to Marlowe Heights. I know, you need to go to Marlowe Heights. Oh. Yeah, yeah, go to Marlowe Heights, it's still $6. You about to get a real experience, baby. <laughs> okay, um, um, one more time, where can we find everybody so you can keep up with us really quick, really quick? I'm at Miss Sheree on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Bloody Massacre yep. on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah, Girl That's Scary everywhere. So if you type in Girl That's Scary, and we have business cards with eight, uh, QR codes on the back, if you want some. So we'll give it to you. Every right. Thursday, and, girl. Uh, Brother Ghoulish at TikTok. <laughs> and at Bobby Torres with the Z, not an S on Instagram. With the Z, not an S, yes. And I'm IDK Gravity. And um, if you still like uh, feel like partying people, uh, we're about to go do some hard trivia downtown in Chinatown in an hour, 50 Bowery. It's free. We also have popcorn and prizes courtesy of Dread Central. So if you want to continue talking about horror stuff, because we would love to stick around and talk to you all, but we can't because we got to go, um, pull up to 50 Bowery. Yes, thank you. See you there. Thank bye. you for showing up. We love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.